This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Delighted to be joined on code commentary tonight uh, by uh, Shrimps keeper Stuart Moore. Stu, thanks very much indeed for coming on. Really appreciate it. Now, the first thing I'd like to ask you is how's the injury coming along? Yeah, it's getting there slowly, Dave. Um, it's obviously going to be a very slow process, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'm off, I'm off the crutches now after about a month and uh, looking forward to cracking on and getting the rehab going. So you've had the operation. You, you, last time I saw you, you had uh, you looked a bit like Robocop with that, that massive brace that was on your leg, but you've not got that anymore, so you're making good progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, that was just before the operation. Obviously, they didn't want me bending my leg at all. Um, now I've had the operation. That went really well. Um, and I've had a period on the crutches. So, like I say, I've been in the last few days and now the rehab has begun. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back, really. So where do we go from here then in terms of the uh, the next phase of, of, of getting back to fitness? Um, it's going to be a slow process. It's basically about... Um, getting the leg moving again slowly um, it's almost like learning to walk again um, so yeah it's going to be very small small movements and very functional movements and hopefully you know maybe another month we might start the strength building process so I think once we get to that stage probably look at getting out on the pitch again after that so yeah it, like I say, it'll be a slow process but one that obviously I'm keen to get going in and I suppose you have to have that positive mindset, don't you, when you know you're going to be out for quite a long time. I suppose this is the first significant injury of your career, am I right in saying? You, yeah. You've got to have that, that positive attitude to get back as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, once you've done the injury, you just have to accept it and, you know, obviously speak to the physios and do everything, you know, as correctly as you can. And hopefully in doing so, it will get you back a lot quicker and hopefully prevent you from doing it again. So... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, obviously, I've just got to listen to a specialist and do everything the best I can. So we're looking, what, end of February-ish, there or thereabouts? Yeah, yeah, probably end of February, start of March, hopefully, all being well. And it was a shame because you just started to, to really get into your stride as, as, as Morecambe's number one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like the more I was playing, the better I was getting every week. So I was really enjoying my football, loving my time here. And obviously, it's frustrating because you want to play as much as you can. So it's one of those that... You know, it come at a bad time of the season, but there's probably never a good time to get injured in the season. So, like I say, you just got to stay positive with it, really. You came in under Derek Adams, Stu. Derek's now left. Jed Brannan's been here a few months. What do you make of the managerial change at the Mazuma this week? Yeah, obviously, it's always a shock when a manager leaves, um, especially when it's out of nowhere. But Jed's been brilliant since he's been in. He's been a very good coach. And, you know, all the boys have got the utmost respect for him. So... Obviously, yeah, things things change a lot when a manager does go, but Jed obviously wants to keep it very similar to how Derek had it, so there's less disruption, but, you know, all the boys are backing him. On going his way, Vogel tries to pick it up, as his pocket picked by JJ McKiernan. Here comes JJ trying to just bulldoze his way through. Mayer's got a room to get across in here on the left-hand side. Michael Mellon turning away from trouble. Gets a shot away as well and finds the bottom corner. And Muck can take the lead in the 12th minute. And as soon as Michael Mellon got that ball under his control, got it onto his right foot, got a decent connection. You always knew it was going to end up in the bottom corner of Nick, ha- 
Townsend's net. And a great early start, and that's just the start we wanted, given what happened on Saturday. That's going to settle the crowd down. It's Morecambe 1, Newport County 0. Michael Mellon. Oh, it's a brilliant finish. Um, you know, JJ to nick the ball back as well in midfield. Uh, and I think that's what we do best. Uh, you look at our play throughout the season, and we're, we're so good on that counter-attack, you know, getting the ball forward early, catching teams out, and, you know, Mellon with his back-to-goal there. It's, it's an absolute excellent finish. I mean, it didn't have a lot of pace on it, but... I think Townsend was slightly unsighted and you know it's right in the corner so he's got no chance of it. It's a brilliant finish by Mellon. It's going to be whipped in by Shane McLaughlin, header from James Clark. Bogle tries to sort his feet out and it's lashed into the back of the net for the equaliser and we didn't get the clearance done. And Newport County back on terms in the 28th minute. It was a Shane McLaughlin corner. We didn't deal with it inside the Morgan penalty area. Bogle couldn't quite get his shot away nicely to the Newport County player and he lashes it in a good finish after saying to the roof of the net and in 29 minutes it's Morecambe 1 Newport County 1 and Stu that is disappointing it is very disappointing um, like I said before Newport are starting to find their feet in the game now and that's obviously going to give them a lot more confidence but um, we just haven't dealt with that very well to be honest Dave it's, uh, obviously the runner's got across someone's lost their man and he's had a free effort a goal missed the ball it sort of pinballed about a little bit and then obviously like I said it's a good finish from the lad but yeah, it's a, it's a disappointing one to concede because up until now we haven't really looked like we were going to concede this evening. You know, we've we looked very much in control of the game. But it's a fine finish from Willevin, you have to say. And we are all square. Corner piece here at the Mazuma. Mayor's corner right underneath the crossbar. Oh. And it's headed against the crossbar as well by JJ McKinnon. Oh, so close to making it 2-1. Good play down the right-hand side, blocks and gets the ball across and it's slid oh. in by Ademeris, it couldn't quite stretch far enough. Shades of Paul Gascoigne in the semi-finals of Euro 96, that as the ball was just squared across from the right-hand side by Tom Blocks and moved on ever so well to get to the byline and Ademeris couldn't quite poke it in at the back post, so close. Here comes the free kick, whipped in towards the penalty spot and it's to be alert here, it's into the back of the net for 2-1. And hands on heads in the Morecambe back line. And it's Seb Palmer Holden, the youngster on loan from Bristol City. Deep, deep free kick, nodded back across the face of the six yard box. And it was Palmer Holden who reacted quickest, a low, stooping header from close range. And on 57 minutes, it's Morecambe 1, Newport County 2. It just looked like we switched off a bit there. Again, set, set play again, but, you know, it's, it's such a shame because we've been playing such good football as well. We really have been looking like the team that are going to get the next goal. McLaughlin stands it up and that's a nice easy catch for Adam Smith who can get Adam Mare away down this left-hand side into the path of Michael Mellon. Blossom is trying to hair up on the right-hand side. Adam Mare is in the not Newport County penalty are still going, Mike Fulford, Michael Mellon who drives it towards goal and that is a good save towards his right hand side by Nick Townsend, that was a clear sight of goal for Mickey Jr and a good stop by the Newport County keeper too. Reaction to the action, this is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Towards the edge of the area, flick forward, McKinnon right, battling does. for it, but oh it's going to drop wide, have we kept it Go in, on. we might kept it in, oh. Melbourne through a crowd of players, that one blocked away as well. It's an absolute crowd scene inside the Newport County penalty area as the referee, Ross Joyce, puts the whistle to his lips and the first game under the permanent managerial ship of Jed Brannan 
has ended in defeat here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium this Tuesday night. Morecambe's unbeaten home start to the League Two season has gone. It all looked so promising after 13 minutes when Michael Mellon scored his 12th goal of the season, popping it into the bottom corner, low from about 15 yards out. And Morecambe looked very bright in the first half, you have to say, getting the counter-attack going, but we couldn't really create too much in the way of clear goal-scoring opportunities and Newport County equalised on the half hour the second phase of a corner not dealt with and it was Will Evans who smashed it into the roof of the net from about 12 yards out second half similar to the first really no real clear-cut opportunities for either team that was until Newport County made it 2-1 on 57 minutes and we didn't deal with a second phase from a deep free kick to the back post nodded back across the six-yard area and there was the Bristol City Loney Seb Palmer Holden who nodded it in from close range at the back post we huffed and we puffed Michael Mellon had a shot saved with 10 minutes to go but that was the closest that we came to finding an equaliser Adam there millimetres away from scoring himself as well in front of the Halo Terrace so the unbeaten home start has gone and it's defeat for Jed Brannan in his first game in charge Stu Moore the Morecambe keeper alongside me this evening Stu what did you make of it tonight? Yeah it's obviously a frustrating one obviously um disappointing to lose that that unbeaten run at home but it was going to come at some stage I think on the night you know we probably were the better side overall but Newport County took their chances so and that's what that's what it comes down to to be honest you know we didn't take our chances they took theirs and you know with them being a lot more clinical than us tonight this the way the game's gone to be honest there was lots of good play from Morecambe taking nothing away from Newport County by the way who stuck to their task they were obviously galvanized by beating Stockport County on Saturday as well they were clinical they didn't get many chances themselves but they scored with the two main ones that they had we had lots of play in the final third which was encouraging but it was just that little extra bit wasn't it to generate that clear-cut opportunity absolutely i think uh like i say they've clearly got um their game plan they've come up here been difficult to play against obviously we got off, off to a flying start and uh you know once they got into the game they knew what they needed to do they got the two goals and they defended very well so it's you know, obviously they've got some good results recently and you can see why, but there's lots of positives to take from our performance tonight. Um, you know, we looked very dangerous every time we went forward, but yeah, ultimately it's just that final product. So hopefully, you know, in the weeks to come, we'll, you know, we'll get lots more goals, but it would be, be a lot worse if we weren't creating anything. So, you know, on a positive note, yeah, we, we do look like we're going to score. It's just not quite happening for us for whatever reason. We had that nine-game unbeaten run. We've now hit a bit of a blip in the road. I think that's five defeats in the last six, just punctuated by the, the victory uh, against the Lincoln City in the first round of the FA Cup. How do the boys pick themselves up now going into a tough FA Cup tie on Saturday against Wickham? I think, to be honest, it's, it's a bit of a free hit, that game. It's... It's going to be a great experience. We've got a great opportunity. Um, I think the lads, they just need to relax and just go do what they can do best because there's no point putting too much pressure on themselves. Obviously, it's going to come at some point in the season. You're going to have a blip. There may be a, a run of games where you don't get a win, but you know, if we have ours now, so be it. It's, it's one of those things. Every team's going to have one. So as long as we pick ourselves up and you know we don't get too down about it and you know, we have all the fans still backing us and, you know, behind us and backing the manager, then that's all, all we can ask, really. So, you know, the results will come good again and we're just going through a bit of a, a tough stage at the moment. And it's been a tough week, hasn't it? With everything that's happened, all the upheaval that's happened with Derek Adams leaving, Jed then taking over, what happened at the weekend, obviously what's happened tonight as well. But it's a long old season, isn't it? And we are still 
in a great position in League Two going into a busy few weeks ahead up to the Christmas period. Absolutely. You, you look at what's happened in the past few weeks and, yeah, there's been a lot of disruption and that's no excuse for, obviously, you know, losing football games. But, obviously, Saturday, yeah, that was a different game. Losing 6-0, no, no one likes to lose 6-0. And, mm. you know, obviously, everyone was, everyone was devastating on that one. But I think it shows tonight, obviously, the lads have gone out there, given it their all and, you know, yeah, we weren't as clinical as maybe we'd like to be, but we were in there, we are in for the fight. We are probably the better team throughout the majority of it, so... Um, there's lots of positives to take, and I think you know, with uh, with Jed coming as as uh, you know full-time manager now, giving him some time to work with the team is going to be brilliant. And you know, the longer he gets on the training pitch with the boys, it's going to be, you know, we're just going to get better and better. Because if you think about it, we've only really had one or two sessions with him since obviously um, since the manager left, the previous manager left. And I guess that's key, isn't it, finally, Stu, isn't it? It's getting behind all the players, whether you're injured or whether you're playing every week. It's getting behind Jed Brannan and the new Morecambe going forward. 100%, yeah. I think uh, we haven't got the biggest squad as it is, so um, obviously we've just got to try to keep as many players fit as we can and just get everyone behind it. Obviously, you know, there's, there's no better place to be than when you're at the Mazuma Stadium and, you know, all the fans are, you know, singing and bouncing and... It gives you that extra edge, so as long as everyone keeps supporting and keeps giving it their all, you know, the players are going to keep giving it their all as well. So, obviously, the ultimate goal, everyone wants the same. So, you know, everyone will put everything they can out on that pitch and, you know, win, lose, draw, whatever happens, you know, we'll give it our all and hopefully the results pick up. Shoot, a pleasure to have you on co-commentary uh, this uh, Tuesday. Now, hopefully, not the last time we see you. Hopefully, we'll get you back on the pitch as soon as we possibly can as well, of course, but uh, you're welcome here anytime. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, Dave. Well, Jed, your first game in charge, you got off to a great start, taking the lead early on, but a 200 feet in the end. Just your thoughts? Well, I thought we started the game off outstanding. I thought the first 20 minutes uh, is the best we've played since I've been here. Uh, we moved the ball really well. The, the game plan comes, we got it wide, we got it to block home, we got it to Adam, and the two of them running riot, JJ, we scored a goal. Then we can see there's a silly goal later on. We can one all. Come out second half. Never quite got going. To, to what be the first half. Missed a great chance at one all back post. Adam. Great ball off block up. And then can see there's a sloppy set piece. But take take that away from me. There's loads and loads of positives of tonight's game. Loads. I thought you can never say the players don't want to play for us. To, to be fair, after seeing that performance, the, everyone that come off blowing tugs there. So. I'm delighted the way the way you went about tonight's game. I was say the first 20, 25 minutes I thought was, as you say, one of the best periods of play I've seen for a long, long time this season. But just couldn't quite get into it at all second half, could you? Well, they, they, to be fair, they, they had the game plan. It was spoiling the game, slowing it down, wasting time, keeper wasting time. And the referee never got to grips with it. And it was there, it stopped us from getting, getting into a rhythm. And it really did. And in the end, when we did get into a rhythm, the keeper goes down injured six or seven minutes and it just takes the sting out the game. Positive tonight. I thought Adam May was back to his best tonight. Not just that. Adam was outstanding. Uh, Blocko, JJ, Jan. Every one of them have got tonight. I've, got, got, I've just said something, changing him. Yeah, listen, you've got to keep your heads up there. The performance was really, really well. I know the fans won't be happy with that. Obviously, we lost, we lost again. We lost three points. Lost three points Saturday against Wilton. But the positives coming out of tonight... Is, is outstanding I'm so happy with it I'm not happy with the defeat by the way I'm happy with the way we played Do you spoke to the referee about the, the time wasting? You know what I don't even want to talk about the referee because it was, I'd probably get fined or something because 
the time wasting was just embarrassing. It really was. And for him to let that happen, I don't want to say what, what, what I really am thinking about it. But first game in charge, then as a manager looking that way, are the feelings different in charge? The feelings are different. Yeah, uh, I was a lot more relaxed today. You can even ask Matt. Um, I was very, very confident we'd get a result today, and I knew the lads had put a shift in for me and I, and the staff, and they did. I've got no complaints the way the way they stuck to the game plan. The only thing I'm disappointed about is the way we conceded the goals. So if we can get if we stop doing that, we'll be a match for anyone, especially at home. I know we lost the unbeaten record tonight, but hopefully we'll go another run and get it going again. I know you said the fans were disappointed with the result, but they won't be that disappointed with the performance. I think you said it there as well. Well, I hope not. I hope they, they know that it, it's going to be a, to be patient with us because it's going to be a long road, but we will get there, I promise. We will. We'll be a top team. FA Cup Saturday now as well, just to just to go into that against the League One club. Well, we're away from the league, away from the league, so it'd be good. We've got nothing to lose. Go to Wickham there, not on the best runs as well. So we'll go there. We'll put up a, a really good performance like we did tonight and see what happens. And hopefully, be in the mix with the big boys in the next round. There was one worrying moment tonight when Michael Mellon went down. How is he? He, he went on play on and fine, but for a couple of minutes he did look a bit nasty. Yeah, I was I, I was the same as you. I was panicking when I seen him down and all the lads were concerned. He really worried about it, but he got the ball in his head and his apple and he couldn't breathe for a couple of minutes, but he, he's fine. And a great goal for him again, taking to 10 for the league this season. Well, if you have a look at the, 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 the play up to the goal, it was outstanding and it was a great finish for him in the bottom corner. Well, Eli, a 2-1 home defeat tonight against Newport County. Great start to the game. He took an early lead, but in the end, two goals from them. Either side of the break was enough to give them the points. Yeah, disappointing night, uh, especially after the way we started. But the boys reacted really well after after Saturday. Um, brought the game to them. Like you said, see two sloppy goals and when we come away with a loss, which is really disappointing, yeah. First 20-25 minutes, I thought the football you played was some of the best I've seen all season. Yeah. Well, we we know we can do that. Like we showed it at home, we showed it away, um, we showed it against some really good teams. We know we can get the ball down and play good football, uh, play with really good intensity, press, get on the front foot. And we we showed that to first twenty five again today. But obviously need to need to sustain there for a bit longer. And they came back into it twenty nine minutes on the clock. He couldn't quite get back into that sort of form that he showed early in the game. Yeah, they obviously they're good at what they do. They they make the game scrappy. They um, almost take the quality out of it in a way. Um, you can get drawn into that I suppose we did at some point especially towards the end of the second half um, yeah but it's up to us to, to still do what we can do and keep doing our stuff regardless of how, how they play The manager the new manager wanted a, a reply from Saturday and he certainly got that today Yeah like I said you know we had some conversations in the week real positive conversations um, and I think you can't fault the effort today um, it, it didn't quite work out and Obviously, we can be a lot better in the moment so we can see the goals and stuff like that. But um, overall, I think certainly a reaction, yeah. How's it been under Jed? Has it been, been much change from Derek Adams? Yeah, obviously, it's not been long. Um, I was away on international foot when he when he first took over. But um, it's, been, it's been really positive, you know. Intensity is still really high and in training. Um, obviously, a lot of similar stuff because we haven't had a lot of time. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been really positive since, since they took over, yeah. He was a midfielder like you. Has he has he helped you since you've been here? Yeah, definitely. Um, he goes through clips with us regularly, reviews the games with us, uh, and particularly for me, he's really given me um, encouragement to to do what I'm good at. You know, get on the ball, and uh, he's given me that belief um, 
to really play my game, uh, you know, in our system, um, which obviously has really helped me. I feel like I'm playing with a lot more freedom, which is good. Now back to the FA Cup this Saturday against Wickham. You beat League One side in the last round in Lincoln City. Hopefully you can do the same again this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. I think we're all good into that game expecting expecting to win. Um, it'll be tough, especially away, but um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's um, almost a free hit at the FA Cup. Get through that and hopefully get something big in the, in the next round. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for your downloads of this episode and also thanks for your eyes and ears on Shrimps Live last night as well. Great to have Morecambe Keeper Stu Moore alongside us. It's not going to be the last time that we have Stu with us, fingers crossed. I mean, hopefully he's back on the pitch as soon as possible, but uh, I think he enjoyed it enough to to come back again. So we'll have him back on COCOMS hopefully very, very soon indeed. Onwards we go then to the FA Cup second round. A trip to Adams Park and our old foes Wickham Wanderers. Bit of a free hit to a certain extent on Saturday. But of course, the third round draw tantalisingly close as well. Those memories of Tottenham Hotspur season before last still very, very large in the memory. Uh, so uh, we need to go there with the confidence uh, when we played Lincoln City. And hopefully uh, we can uh, perform another minor giant killing and get a good third round draw. Not just for the uh, prestige of playing a big club and a good day out perhaps, but uh, also uh, it would be handy financially as well for very, very many reasons. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Phil Catchpole. Phil is the head of audio and broadcast at Wickham Wanderers. He's been following Wanderers home and away for many, many many years huge chair boys fan and uh, he's the ideal man to get the full lowdown on matt bloomfield's men ahead of our trip to adams park this coming saturday if you're not going down to the game full match commentary of course as ever on shrimps live will be on fm and dab that's 103.5 and 107.5 fm and dab plus digital radio across north lancashire and Morecambe bay from just before 255 uh, if you are tuning in via i follow because it's the fa cup you won't be able to actually watch the game from anywhere in the world on saturday not even if you got one of those dodgy fire sticks you won't find any pictures if you are a an audio uh, subscriber uh, you can still uh, listen to the game via i follow from anywhere you like so we'll look forward to your company then so phil thanks for jumping on our pod i didn't think we'd get the chance uh, to speak this season being in in different divisions but uh, well here we are yeah, the magic of the cup. Very pleased to see you and, and have a chat. Uh, yeah, I, I did think we would have a season off of each other, but I'm delighted that the cup has done its thing and, and here we are. We've had a few games between the two sides in, in, in recent seasons, haven't we? But uh, the magic of the FA Cup, as, as you put it, Phil, is the FA Cup still magic in your opinion or or, or is it slipping down the order a bit? Well, you're talking to a guy who supports a team that got to the semi-final in this century. I know every year that goes on, it's another year that since it happened. But uh, Roy Eason Doe uh, is, is still a name that sort of echoes around the, the stands at Adams Park. Uh, look, it is magic. I don't think the magic is particularly abundant in rounds one and two, unless you're a team sort of like Horsham or someone like that, like that who's pulling up trees and, and setting club records. And uh, for teams like us and the new guys that are now established football league teams, um, they can be seen as a bit of a distraction, these early round games. Um, and we see that in the attendances and because obviously clubs don't allow the, the fans in on season tickets and stuff. So the attendances are normally down. But you know as well as I do, each, whichever one of us gets through this second round, if we're away at Old Trafford, 
then we're we're talking Paul Daniels levels of magic. And all of a sudden the yeah, FA yeah. Cup is top of the tree again. So yeah, I think it's still really, really important. Um, no matter what the, the top table and the money people in football say, for me, I think it is a fantastic competition and Wickham Wanderers are well overdue a decent run in it. And our, uh, our our memories of uh, Tottenham Hotspur in the third round, the season before last, uh, they are still very fresh. We went to Chelsea during the COVID lockdown as well. So uh, there are those riches and that, and that magic to have. That said, Phil, I'm sure you probably felt the same when the draw for the second round was made. We were very excited. Let's get an non-league club at home and, and make sure we get in the third round. Oh, great. It's Wickham away. Brilliant. Not taking anything away from the welcome, of course, but you know, it could have been a better draw, couldn't it, really? It could well have been. And also, um, you know, we were delighted it was at home, even more so when it was against you guys, because, you know, as much as I love coming to Morecambe and having a pie, uh, I don't really fancy another long journey. It's been quite a gruelling start to the season in terms of the travel. Yeah, I joined the club. And to that end, if it's a replay, I'll be absolutely gutted on a Tuesday night. But you know, let's let's see what happens. But yeah, like you, I was hoping for some for someone um from maybe from our non-league days, you know, one of our sort of old sparring partners from the Isthmian League, which I'm just about old enough to remember those days. And, and a lot of our fans um would have uh, loved to have reconnected with our our non-league roots and, and made us the target for a, a giant killing. Of course, that's always the risk. But look, you know, a home tie for us. Is is all we could have really hoped for. Um, a team, you know, you're in the division below us now, and you know, and until while the draw was made, you were uh, looking good. Obviously, now there's a lot of difference going on now. That Derek's gone, uh, which many Wickham fans are, are still rejoicing um, because you know, <laughs> I don't think he's high up on many Christmas card lists at Adams Park. Um, but it's obviously bad news for you guys because I think he's done a fantastic job. So let's talk about. Your season so far then, Phil, if we may, you are well and truly in the the post-Gareth Ainsworth era. How is it going for Matt Bloomfield so far? It's been a mixed season um, and there's been a lot of different reasons for that. Um, but first and foremost, we started badly. Uh, first couple of games um, didn't go as planned. But then when you look at the, the facts, you know, we'd signed sort of 12 players in the summer. There'd been a, a huge sort of... Uh, revolution in in terms of um, players uh, playing staff. Uh, we play a completely different way uh, than we did under Gareth Ainsworth. So the huge amount of change. So I think that was always going to be the case that we may have a slow start, and then it all started to click, and we started to do really well. Um, the you know playing well and getting decent results, um, and and starting to find a system. But the backdrop to the whole season has been injuries and disruption, which. Um, I you know I can I can hear the eyes rolling from people listening to this now because every club has it. Of course they do. Um, but it does seem that this year we have been particularly blighted by it. Um, I, I can't remember maybe more than two, you know, possibly three games where we've played the same back three, um, in, you know, in, in, in a run, which I think is really difficult, especially with all the change in the summer and the playing style as well. Um, so I think we're due a bit of luck when it comes to injuries and, and other bits. Um and yeah, we've had two big injuries uh, the other week against Stevenage. We we lost Luke Leahy to a, what looked to be an incredibly worrying injury, yeah. uh, and the game the referee nearly abandoned the game. It went on for that long, 
And then we lost Brandon Hanlon to um, an ACL. Um, so, you know, it's out for the season. Uh, Sam Vokes is already out with a hamstring strain. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to sort of get the violin out and give you that full list of woes. But I will say that the backdrop to our season has been one of disruption. Um, and um, I'm I'm just absolutely hoping and praying we can get everybody back. And uh, and I think if we do, we've got a great squad and, and we've shown in, in performances this year that we should be there or thereabouts. It's a tight, congested division, but we're six without a win in the league now. Um, so fans are starting to do their thing. They're starting to murmur. Um, and the performance against Reading on Saturday, they were bottom of the league um, coming into our, uh, into our game without an away win in the league for over a calendar year. And we lost and, and the fans reacted accordingly. Still quite a number of players in the Wickham squad that Morecambe fans will be familiar with from last season, Phil. So how are you shaping up by and large and how different is the playing style from last season? Well, we um, we take goal kicks inside our own penalty area, which we never did under <laughs> Gareth Ainsworth. Um, uh, so that was that's quite a culture shock when that started. Um uh, we we know the style and why that that tactic uh, is adopted uh, up and down the leagues now. So it's three at the back. Um, it, that seems to be the, the system of choice for Matt Bloomfield. Uh, wing backs, um, and then uh, Josh Scott in midfield is you know a, a player that everyone in in leagues one and and, and two will know very well. Um, you know he's our heartbeat in in the midfield, uh, and then it's sort of uh, strikers up front. Um, at the moment, um, we're without Sam Vokes. We've sold, signed Lyle Taylor as a he was um, a non-contract player, so he was out of the window. He was able to sign, um, but he hasn't played, you know, regular football for eighteen months, and he's had forty-five minutes in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, and he came off the bench on Saturday in the second half. So um, here's hoping another week of, of of a game tonight against Barnsley and, and more training sees him get match sharp because we all know what he can do. Mm. at this level um but yeah so uh it's a very different system you know it's progressive it goes through the thirds um and yeah you know we've seen performances this season when it's clicked and, and it's delivered results um we've also seen games like saturday where it hasn't worked and we've had a lot of possession but not really worked the keeper is that a surprise to yourself phil given how many games that matt bloomfield would have played under gareth ainsworth you would have thought on one hand, perhaps his managerial, his coaching style may be broadly similar, but, but obviously that's not the case. No, I'm not surprised at all because I know Bloom's well and he's, he's been around Adams Park for, for a very, very, very long time. And um, and from day one, he wanted to be his own man um, and he had an idea of how he wanted to play the game. And you know, very highly thought of in the coaching world. And, you know, he, he was on that UEFA Pro licence course at the first attempt and and sailed through all of his coaching um, exams, et cetera, and all the other all the things they have to go through. Um, and I think also when you, when you follow someone who's been there for so long, I think there's only one really way you can make a success of it. And that is by being yourself rather than a tribute yeah. act to the guy that you're, that you're following because, you know, at Wickham, the mantra has always been, you are hundred percent allowed to be yourself. Um, and if the person at the top isn't doing that, then it, then it will fall down immediately. So I wasn't surprised that Matt Bloomfield's got his own style and he was so passionate and keen to implement that. Um, but equally, um, when we talk about someone who's been at the club like Gareth for so long, it can take time. And, you know, and time is the, the one uh, indicator in football that, that is never really sort of abundant, is it? But um, at Wickham, Matt is absolutely adored uh, as a person, as a player, uh, and he will be as a coach. Does that buy him time as things are going 
badly it's always that that paradox i suppose isn't it when when you are such a legend as a player we had it at Morecambe with Jim Bentley. He had lots of credit in the bank from his playing days. Obviously, other other factors at play as well. But how much how, how much does that help him if when times get tough? I think it will really help him because, um, again, you know, not to mention Gareth again, but you know, when he first started as manager, um, his second season, his first full season, he took us out of the league, um, and you know, there were other factors in the in the background of that as well. But essentially, it was his name on the door. Uh, had we gone out of the league, we probably would have gone out of business. And um, he really felt the pressure of that. But then equally, his response to that was incredible. But it's well it's well on record that had Wickham had any money, they'd have fired him. Um, and then where would we have been? Would we have ever got to the championship? Probably not. He's the most successful manager in our club's history. And had we had the resource, we'd have fired him. Um, so there's a lesson to be learned there, not just for Wicker Wanderers, but for football in general. So mm. I think if any club um, affords people time and gives them the right opportunities, it's Wicker Wanderers. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Rob Keurig, our chairman, there was only one name on the list to replace Gareth and he firmly believes he's got the right man. And, you know, as fans, it's our job to to back him and, um, and make sure that the tough times are short. Um, and, you know, there's no one that works any harder than I've ever seen in any walk of life than Matt Bloomfield. So, um, yeah, you know, um, when the win comes, I think it will, it will start a decent run. So the game itself then, Phil, and we went away to legal on opposition in the first round and did a bit of a number on, on Lincoln City uh, in round one. What can you give us, any rays of sunshine that you can give us that we can come to Adams Park on Saturday and do a, a similar mini cup upset? Well, you know, Morecambe, let's be honest, are a bit of a bogey side for Wickham Wanderers down the years. Um, we've, we've played each other a lot, it seems. Um, but I do remember getting a bloody nose off Morecambe on, on more than one occasion. Um, you know, I think the Derek factor is a huge thing for Wickham Wanderers. And the fact that he's not there will give everyone a spring in their step walking up the industrial estate on Saturday. Um, but then there then comes the big unknown. Um, but, you know, the chink of light is that we lost at home to Walsall last season. Um, in the FA Cup. Um, so, um, you know, we got past lower league Bradford away from home. Um, so, yeah, I'd say looking at the season as a whole, I think our away performances have probably been stronger than the ones at home. So if you want some form of uh, glint of light there, that could be it. Um, but equally, like I've said, we're on a on a pretty, um, well, we're six without winning the league. Um, Matt Bloomfield's going to want to put a show on for the fans on Saturday at home. I'm speaking to you before I jump in the car to head up to Barnsley and what is a tough looking away fixture in League One. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure that um, we'll be taking this game incredibly seriously on Saturday. Uh, and because of the nature of the injuries that we've got as well, it's not that we can put out a, a weakened cup team, which <laughs> tends to be uh, the case in some in some cases with teams. But I think we'll be going all out for it on Saturday. So uh, not much hope there for you. Um, but, you know, oh, we all know. We all know that it's going to be a really, really hard game because it always, always is against Morecambe. We have a completely different team. In fact, the whole 11 may be completely different to the side uh, that you saw twice last season. Adam Mayer aside, of course, it was one of his first senior games against Wickham at your place, almost 12 months to the day, actually, uh, when he scored an equaliser direct from a corner. 
Yes, yeah, remember it well on our family day in front of a load of school kids who probably would have loved seeing a corner going straight in. Um, but, you know, unfortunately for us, it wasn't a Wickham Wanderers, <laughs> Joe Jacobson special. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it, you know, I think we'll obviously be aware that, that certain things have changed. We know the change at the top, but we also know that history, you know, is always relevant in these sorts of games as well. And we know that Morecambe will be hard. Um, um, but equally, like last week, we celebrated our double winning team from 30 years ago who I think are still the only team to win the non-league double no one's done it since then um, certainly um, and I think we beat Morecambe to win the FA Trophy that year in, in what was a poor performance but we snuck through and then ended up going to Wembley and winning it so um, you know clutching of straws a little nowadays but, you know. <laughs> uh, Finally Phil for the away fans uh, travelling always a warm welcome at Adams Park it, it's a nice stadium to watch football I mean obviously the drive's a bit long but uh, once you're there you can guarantee us a, a good afternoon Absolutely yeah come down early get to Adams Park um, there'll be away fans looked after there's Great stuff going on in the car park in terms of beers and, and food, etc. outside. Um, and and obviously, once you're in from the away end, uh, if, if things are going badly for you, then you can just look above the uh, terrace at the far end at the beautiful Chiltern Hills and uh, as the sun sets. Uh, hopefully, it sunsets on your FA Cup dreams this season, but um, we'll wait and see. Nice, nice. I see what you did there, Phil. Excellent. Uh, always great to chat, Phil. I know you've got to jump in the car and, and, and travel up to Yorkshire. So just before you go, actually, let's have the final word about Gareth Ainsworth. It, it didn't work out for him at QPR, obviously. What does the future lie for Gareth? I mean, obviously, he's going to be a bit sad, I suppose, it didn't work out at, at, at QPR. But could you see him back one day at Adams Park, perhaps? Uh, I'd be surprised. Uh, he's got an absolutely incredible legacy at, at Wickham Wanderers. And, and much like Martin O'Neill, um, you know, he was available and, and touting himself around for managerial jobs around the time of the change at Wickham Wanderers. But then he went on record as saying he, he would never go back because it would taint his unbelievable legacy. And I think Gareth Ainsworth um, possibly in the same camp as that, really. And, you know, um, and this will probably be the only football cast in existence that's going to mention Paul Daniels twice. But there's no shame <laughs> in being sacked from QPR because I think even Paul Daniels would have struggled to turn that club around. I think the problems lie deeper than the manager there. Um, and, you know, but also look at the humility, look at the statements made by Gareth Ainsworth after being fired by QPR. Mm. Uh, and that shows you the mark of the man, the level of the man. And I won't be surprised if he's not back in the game before too long. And wherever he goes, he'll be busting the gut to be very, very successful. I just hope it isn't at one of our rivals. <laughs> here, here. Um, Phil, always great to chat. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. I hope you don't make the third round of the FA Cup, of course. And, uh, and let's keep our fingers crossed that it's not a draw in 90 minutes either, because that's uh, exactly what we don't need either. But uh, always great to chat, mate. And uh, we'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Top stuff. Cheers, Dave. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.